This is the Samurai Who Talks podcast with me, the Samurai Who, talking to you. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about going to the sauce. And uh, we're going to be doing a little bit, something a little bit different with the uh, uh, podcast today. There are going to be slides. For everyone listening to the uh, podcast, there won't necessarily be anything different. But if you want to look at the slides, you're going to have to get the visuals. But again, this is audio only friendly. So I, I've been watching a YouTuber called Per Run and I've been finding that their book has been quite enlightening and uh, I've made Slice so I wanted to give it a try this is an experimental podcast anyway so why not so they're probably going to be typos <coughs> but bear with me folks so the sauce so what is the sauce so i've uh seen it on reddit because uh i peruse reddit at times but it might have existed earlier and reddit just took it just like i think the chain goes uh if you see it on facebook or twitter or tiktok it was taken from Reddit, and Reddit took it from 4chan, something like that. I think the reasoning is that uh, sauce sounds like source, so what someone's actually asking about when they say, where's the sauce, or is uh, where's the source, so be it me uh, usually for media consumption purposes like where can i watch that anime where can i read that article where can i etc etc the reason why i brought this up is because um i found that it was incredibly enlightening going through a journey of looking for sources and I wanted to talk about some of the things that I ran into and some of the experiences that I've had. So I was for the most part a couple of years ago uh, mostly content with just hearing people tell me things and just accepting things as they were for the most part for things that are unimportant but then it kept I s kept hearing messages over and over again that were the same and the same or derivative and I became I especially when it came to tutorials because I eventually got into tutorial purgatory several times and that was not necessarily fun so um, this is one way of avoiding that just going to the source so some of the examples that I wanted to highlight, the people and the 
phenomenon and uh, that have inspired me to go on this is because uh, when I was watching the uh, Draftsman podcast, more like listening, but there were visuals, I heard from uh, Marshall Vandruff. He was discussing uh, The War of Art by uh, Stephen Pressfield. Uh, a couple months ago, I finally got an opportunity to read the book, and I found it quite enlightening and more enriching than hearing someone simply tell me the like spark notes, essentially, of the book, because I could embrace, I could get the full context. Um, I could see things. Uh, the way the author intended unless there were other editions in which case they intended things differently at different times but and uh, that's made me go on a journey of making sure that I get to the source because uh, especially when I've been things have been revealed to me that if you read the headlines and, and I know it, it's bad to just base your opinion off the headline but not everyone has time to dive deep and maybe it means that you sh the opinion you have right now is incomplete and that any guilt someone may have is maybe very presumptuous I guess you're, you're assuming too much and so on that note, also, and on the note of like having things modify the way you think, um, philosophy is a big one because people base things off of quotes or uh, figures, and things are misrepresented and uh, watered down or not given full context. Uh, given really the understanding of why they people thought the way they thought and it can because it's similar to a problem I see with um, film and whatnot but I want to say that I was watching some of Felix's videos uh, PewDiePie uh, a while ago couple years ago when he released his uh, 72 books review uh, I found that was a enlightening experience and then I watched his later one where he actually went into the Greek classics so that's the uh, one that I thought hmm, maybe I should go to the source material because uh, a couple of the books like the Republic by Plato are freely available it's difficult to read unfortunately for me but you can access the source you can read it if you choose to right and uh, sometimes the source is obfuscated though so we'll talk about that in a bit one of the other examples I get <coughs> is because I, I am a avid movie enjoyer I, however, I don't like going to theaters. I know, I know. But uh, I don't 
like watching movies with uh, rowdy people. And uh, I enjoy experiencing the world of the film. However, watching people tell me how to see things in films, how to think of a film, how to uh, all of that. I've mentioned before that I've done the the sin of watching analysts analyses analysis before watching the original film so that paints and biases my view of the film and now I just watch trailers at most and uh, just watch the film but that's not necessarily true because certain films I find if they are below a certain bar I do not watch them and that's the ratings ratings have painted my opinion but even then I get to watch when available the whole film rather than just clips just tiny clips of the film and then build my opinion off of that um, and sometimes I watch the same film multiple times and things are different but it's all my experience and it's not someone's secondhand dose of uh, or rehash and I think that's quite important um, and even when you're watching a film analysis, maybe just giving yourself some time between the piece will give you an opportunity to experience it for yourself because we forget things. So that allows us to go to the source with fresh eyes. The same thing we uh, are generally told or recommended to do in writing. Um, and art pieces or uh, when we're troubleshooting a problem like coding or uh, uh, sometimes it takes time for our, our brains to figure things out but sometimes ratings are a good metric there are kinda you don't really know why necessarily the film might be bad but sometimes you say Oh, a film is... People don't like it. Okay, let me watch it. Oh, wait. It's because it was review-bombed. Whatever. It's a pretty good film. Or pretty good game. Um, it's just some external force manipulated uh, the scenario. And now the ratings are uh, irrelevant. That That is a step in uh, finding the source. And on the other side, maybe it's ambiguous enough. Oh, well, not ambiguous. Um, reasonable enough to assume that, hey, maybe this film got a 7 or a 6.5. Okay, that means that something's wrong here, but it's still interesting somehow. Or, oh, okay, it's an 8. Oh, that's pretty high, so I wonder why. Uh, but it's the same with friends recommending films and saying, oh yeah, it's good, it's awesome. And then you watch and you're like, 
not that good because your expectations have been painted. Uh, I, and I say painted by your friend or your colleague or your uh, acquaintance. But that's okay. Sometimes it just needs space. But sometimes we need to go to the source. So let's talk about derivatives and the source. What attributes they find important? Um, <clears throat> wow, Google Slides is having a big issue. Uh, so when it comes to the derivative versus the source, uh, we can think of uh, the derivative as an edited idea. So it's either refined or maybe muddied because uh, it's built on top of the original idea. And so on the flip side, the uh, original idea is unfiltered, but that doesn't mean it's free from bias, of course. So one could say you can also be getting more content because you're Someone's building on top of the source, so not only do you have primary source, uh, you can get secondary source or auxiliary uh, content. I believe that's uh, um, one of the examples I have is uh, I can think of is I was this is uh, based on a mistake, but um, I was looking up uh, drawing lessons from the masters, and I accidentally. Uh, put a hold on and uh, got an opportunity to read uh, anatomy lessons from the masters which is actually an auxiliary book created by the original author of uh, drawing lessons from the masters uh, the anatomy book was created by that author's student so but that means that you can have more things built on top of things because that's the nature of things right uh, things get uh, start off simple get more complex get refined and the cycle begins again um, uh, and ideally things are improved over time however when you're getting to the source you get the foundational uh, ideas uh, I think it, I find it um, quite difficult uh, reading things, especially uh, in art or in software development, when they say foundations, fundamentals, and they go on to not explain what those are. Now I know better, but it's troubling at times when there are some assumptions but they're not clearly defined so what does it mean to be foundational what is and sometimes derivatives are necessary to fill in those gaps um, maybe later additions but for, you know, later additions I consider source still because they're later additions of the source 
now if you have like 12 editions of your physics book i think the things that are changing are probably for publisher reasons but you never know maybe they're fixing errors there are always errors one of the problems with derivatives is that you might get a misrepresentation of the original idea so uh, think of the case of the woman who uh, sued McDonald's over coffee being too hot yeah, the, the be aware of spin doctors and the way people can twist things in headlines and uh, I guess clickbait and whatnot and uh, uh, sometimes outright lie and misconstrue facts and that's what the source could be uh, more it's because it's if you're you're the source you could be building this house of cards I guess house of cards no that's that's a different thing uh, it's also a show but you might be causing everyone who believes in you when they're creating their derivative story uh, derivative story to build everything on lies so think of uh, smoking research in the 50s or uh, soft drinks soda sugar um because those are some of the foundational ones I was reviewing. But I will mention uh, a caveat to what I'm saying, which is uh, I'll mention it later, but I'll, I'll give a little foreshadowing here. I may be wrong. Maybe these cases are not necessarily the way I think they are. Because the goal of a good person, uh, and I, when I say good, I mean, this is, a, I guess I'm defining what good is, is that their goal is to not misinform, and if they do, correct it and admit uh, fault. Now, those are difficult. All, all those steps are difficult. So you need to figure, you need to know you're wrong. You need to figure out why you're wrong, or how you're wrong, or what is wrong. And then you need to say, and you need to admit that you're wrong and correct the record, set the record straight. However, if you're malicious, you can cause everyone to unintentionally become liars. You can have a domino effect of lying. And you can create myths and falsehoods and uh, perpetuate uh, uh, erroneous uh, thoughts and um, potentially cause a lot of harm. Oh no! Dang it! The slides are broken. I think you can you can see it. 
Um, yeah, I need to resize stuff. First time doing stuff. So bias. So I. I guess you can see the definition, but I will read it just to make sure. Uh, oh well, I guess audio only. I need to read it, but prejudice in favor of or against one thing, person, or group compared to uh, compared with another, usually in a way considered to be unfair. So, like I was mentioning before. Um, we could be dealing with the danger of building a house on a foundation of lies and corruption. So uh, it's easy for someone to manipulate uh, information if they're in control of that information. So um, I keep uh, imagining the song by John Mayer, Waiting for the World to Change when I think of this because ultimately what are they doing why are they doing the thing that they are doing you know because you're you might be costing lives like costing a lot of money you might be costing a lot of both you might be hurting yourself so why would you do such a thing and the reasons are possibly simple possibly complex and maybe there's no reason. If we accept these facts, we realize that uh, bias will cause issues. But if we accept everything as bias, we can start unraveling uh, the layers and find the truth. But we have to be careful what truth really means. A special case of bias is with statistics because uh, I've taken statistics maybe you have as well and it's a beautiful field and empowers a lot of people through representation of data uh, predictions and uh, uh, um, risk however can be dangerous and manipulative if you give someone who's not quite educated or well informed or even uh, um, someone who is educated but not necessarily paying attention too close of attention might be able to trick them into doing things they wouldn't otherwise have done so or I guess with um, certain cases context is necessary so sometimes I find that saying things in percentages is can be quite misleading so let's say the case of um, humans being related to chimps or something like that 1% difference in DNA but that might be hundreds of well, it could be thousands, could be tens of thousands, could be hundreds of thousands of uh, pieces of co genetic code that it's different. And the odds of those happening and whatnot, are, and the significance of those differences might not be well represented. 
So you might say 10% uh, of if 5% of people stop driving, uh, start driving electric cars, we will drop two per two degrees Celsius or whatnot in water. This is not true, uh, by the way, just to be clear. But as an example, uh, relating those two facts, like five percent of people where, right, uh, in the U.S., in the U.K., in France, in China. Okay, what wh what's two degrees Celsius mean? Okay, uh, two degrees Celsius means uh, that the water is two degrees higher. But to someone like me in the U.S., we what, what's two degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit and whatnot? And uh, some of the context is not there to help us understand. And sometimes honest mistakes happen. So maybe the data, there's erroneous data that was not removed. There was not enough funding, and so they just showed what they got, and sometimes the uh, significance is not high enough, and sometimes uh, the data collection methodology was erroneous. Mistakes happen, but it causes bias if it's misrepresenting, misrepresenting information. And uh, that's important because bias can exist both in the source and the and um, information built on top of it, on top of the source. So, uh, wow, my screen is not having a good time. Uh, misrepresentation. So with misquotes, you can often find like, oh, okay, so this person actually said it, not that person. Uh, that's not necessarily what they said. You just paraphrased it and then just put extra quotes around it. Or that's actually not what they said. It's just they said it in a different language that you can't quite capture or you didn't bother capturing. So, think of people like MLK, Gandhi, uh, Winston Churchill, um, Napoleon, uh, uh, Alexander the Great, Marcus Aurelius. I mean, this can be quite dangerous and it can mislead people. It can perpetuate myths and lies. Uh, so it can be fun. So uh, the case of, uh, I was learning about the uh, case of, uh, if you've played Sid Meier's Civilization 4, apparently the bug or the Gandhi nuclear thing might not actually have happened, but they implemented it, I guess because it was fun. So, but it's still not necessarily correct when everyone's building everything off of the, the myth itself. So 
you go to the source itself, you realize, wait, this might be contrary to what I've been told. And uh, digging deeper, you might find something interesting. But digging deeper, you might find something that is wrong. Um, and if, if not wrong, then it can also be dangerous like uh, using uh, leaded gasoline back then people knew lead was bad because it has some properties that cause um, it to be treated like calcium or something like that but in a not good way and it can cause issues with uh, the mind because it messes with brain function or something like that. Um, this is based on uh, a video from Veritasium, if I recall correctly. But uh, those people are being misled, as it turns out. They were told that it didn't contain lead when it did. And we still see those type of cases to this day. But now, not to get political, um, now it's become and gone to a point where we're still fighting the same fights, but with different players, unfortunately. But hopefully we can... Uh, learn to figure out how to uh, better ourselves inform ourselves better <clears throat> and so in a way I agree with going to the sauce finding the sauce because uh, oftentimes people just want to link to the actual source itself so that they can indulge in whatever it is, uh, pastime, information, because that's the whole reason why you have a bibliography and why you have references at the end of papers. Um, but it's hilarious when you have circular references and it breaks the whole thing. Uh, but I recommend that you start with spark notes of life, so then you dive deeper. Because um, that's the introduction. That's the watching the YouTube video, watching the uh, um, children's uh, education show. It introduces you to the idea, and then maybe that builds something inside of you so that you gain this passion for science, uh, engineering, art, um, doing big things, doing small things, doing things, learning things, being someone, being you, being what you want to be. Um, <clears throat> and uh, starting with these spark notes, I guess, uh, you can find that it's a uh, low cost. But it's exploration, it's discovery, it's experimentation. 
I've been doing that a lot recently, the last few years. So it's been fun, fun journey. And uh, especially with this podcast, trying to figure things out. And I wanted to mention some of the pitfalls that I've run into. Uh, rabbit holes, dead ends, and mistakes. And uh, I'll go ahead and start explaining what those are. So, rabbit holes. So, it's when you go searching and you keep searching and there's you keep going, you go and there's more and more and more. It's like uh, the, when a kid tells you, uh, asks you why. And they keep asking you why. Uh, why is this thing... You know, why is the sky blue? You explain it to them. Why is it? Why is that? 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 It can cause you to get lost in the weeds and lose the whole reason why you were doing the whole excursion. And Sometimes you don't need to get to the bottom because not everything is relevant or useful. So sometimes when you watch those, oh, okay, so there's five tips to getting better at blah, 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 maybe uh, focusing or something like that. And the idea is that you should just choose one of those tips and build on top of it later. Because if you try to implement all of them, you're going to have issues. dead ends so similar to rabbit holes except instead of there not being an end necessarily it's when the end is unreachable because at times things are lost to time or behind some type of wall becomes really difficult to access it and uh admitting that sometimes we will never really know the special case what was going through that person's head what especially cases where you're wondering what's going on in someone's head that's where you're going to probably find dead ends and even then you might not know what was going through their head at that time at that moment doing that thing And, of course, the inevitable one, which is mistakes. Sometimes we go down and we find the wrong source. Sometimes the source is wrong. And sometimes we end up choosing the wrong decision, which oftentimes is the easiest decision because that's how our brains work. That's not... It's a problem, but we can get over it by admitting that um, by like before admitting our faults and uh, trying to set the record straight so of course tips and resolutions from a rabbit so person who has gone to the source many times and realized that the sources through time things are uncovered some things are hidden some things are obscured um some things are lost. So the first thing I would recommend is starting with a purpose on this journey. 
Is it really necessary that you go to the source? Is it really necessary that you pursue this branch of interest? And if so, why are you doing it? Is it to learn more? Is it to clarify? Is it to uh, uncover? Is it to just enjoy the process? Set out with the end in mind so that you can enjoy the journey because otherwise you might get lost in the weeds and lose the uh, forest for the trees. I believe that's the term. Uh, sometimes uh, I find that having a timer is nice because you're like, okay, so let me go down and check this out. And when the timer rings five minutes later, you're like, oh, okay, let's get back to work. Of course, also taking a break when that timer goes off or stepping up and just realizing you've just absorbed so much information that maybe for the most part is gibberish. You need to process it to make it actually useful. Of course, uh, realizing that you cannot know everything and of course, uh, most of the journey is of understanding is through experiencing it firsthand and the source uh, you can read as much as you want and getting other people's derivative how they refine the sources uh, instructions and whatnot may get may be informative but if you don't do the thing that it's trying to inform you you will lose that information and the whole journey has been uh, not necessarily a waste, but it's um, not served uh, possibly its original purpose. So uh, you cannot know everything, but you can especially not know things if you don't put them into practice, because that's when you find out if you really do know know things, and that the source or the derivative was actually helpful. Because uh, there are plenty of pieces of work out there that uh, people base things on and that are at times not very useful. And yet people keep referencing it because reasons. Like because of uh, history, because of um, everyone else doing it, you know, a uh, conspiracy of silence, or of, uh, in this case, references. Um, and of course, uh, another thing is to make sure you enjoy the process of uh, discovery, investigating, because uh, uh, it can be quite taxing. It's uh, draining on time, especially. And uh, times you get into various dilemmas uh, because maybe uh, paper A says this and paper B says the exact opposite. Both are peer-reviewed, which is not necessarily it's like quote-unquote gold star standard, but uh, but uh, maybe not necessarily. Um, and then you realize certain issues and 
certain things and you have to dive deep and you have to do the educated and proper things and at times it's taxing and sometimes you're on a you know you're in a bind you're in a crunch sometimes uh high level is the way you go the spark notes <laughs> and uh read think experience reflect um that, that's my recommendation because uh reading really helps you expand your understanding and the more you read the faster you get and the more you can absorb uh, thinking allows you to um build uh, abstractions uh, to later use what you've read. Experiencing helps reinforce and put into practice what uh, you have just learned and um, uh, abstracted. And reflection allows you to determine um, to uh, think about your experience and figure out ways of uh, continuing improvement uh, continuous improvement um, and without further ado I um, love to talk about the features features for this week so artist of the week is uh, Q Xiaohe uh, Q I U uh, last name J-I-A-H-E. You can find them at on Twitter at Sky-827. Uh, and I like the way they animate. They talk about animation and uh, they are, I guess, from Taiwan. I, am, I don't speak Japanese. And uh, yeah, I, I like the stuff they make. And I hope you give them a chance and check them out. Musician of the week. So originally this was supposed to be in April. Things ske schedules got messed up, but uh, musician of the week is Mole. So M O L uh, Mole dash seventy four. So Mole seventy four. The track I recommend is April. I'm sure you've probably heard it. If not. I would recommend you do. Yeah. It's a simple yet riveting track. Uh, I find that the drums are really fun to listen to. Um, the story seems alright. I don't speak Japanese. I love Japanese music, but I just uh, it gives me a certain vibe, and I hope you check it out. The music video for the song is. Uh, helps reinforce some story provides the emotion so um, uh, visual emotion for the song and you can find their music on uh, Spotify on YouTube and wherever you listen to music probably but those are the two places where I've checked them out and uh, I hope you check them out and their track and maybe some of their other songs some of their other songs are pretty good too. And the creator of the week is Harry. Harry uh, Mir 
Myri, Miri, M-I-R-E-E. -E. Man, you should watch his video before this. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, uh, I was actually watching some, uh, a couple years ago, YouTube recommended me a video from his about um, suicide. And I was pretty down, and I found his video quite uplifting, uh, educational, and um, motivating. And I think that he is quite, he's, he's done what people have said, just treat every day as though you've already, um, You've already lived your life full of mistakes so that you can actually enjoy it. He's he's a cool drummer dude. He's chill and fun and um, I'm, I'm sure he carries it outside of his videos and into his life as well. But learning from him with his experience and the way he told that um, story of his experiences and that of his family um, definitely highlighted uh, going to the source, in my opinion. Like, even though I'm experiencing things secondhand, it's his words. He was there. He's done the th this and that. And I found that his experience, the way he explained it and told it, was quite informative. And of course he does drumming, uh, so I would check him out for all that. And you can find them on, and you can find him on YouTube, um, and just search Harry's uh, Miri, so H A R R Y M I R E E. He's a cool dude. <coughs> Uh, something to watch uh, this week, I would say, is Ikiru. Yeah, Ikiru. It's a uh, Kurosawa film, uh, Akira Kurosawa film. It's, uh, and it's a film about enjoying life and making a good change. Um, I think it fits with the message from the creator of the week so I found that it was a it's it's a sad film Ikiru I think is it's life right uh, to live and um you can find the film many places. You just Google it. So it's I K I R U. And I found it quite I think you should watch it. I'm going to refrain from um uh 
telling you too much about it, but you could probably look it up, like the synopsis, but um, what the film is about, I think is beautiful. I find that it really teaches you purpose, and from learning from uh, Harry, uh, the 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 creator of the week, I think that these two pieces really synergize well, um, and also understanding quotes and understanding the source and knowing what you think about peace, not just absorbing and accepting, but processing and refining because our experiences are like that we we are our opinions are built on top of something else and something's built on top of that and there are things under that and under that and under that so i think it's important that we go in with an open mind and uh, i know at times i I paint your opinion, but I think in this one, I want you to go in and um, experience it. And without further ado, I have references, but uh, yeah, so the references were basically just the just Google the Draftsman podcast for Marshall's uh, War of Art and uh, PewDiePie's video and uh, uh, yeah and I forgot to mention uh, uh, Harry's but you can look it up on his channel as well and without further ado thanks for joining this episode and I hope that I can improve this podcast further and uh yeah have a good one folks and hope to uh see you again hear from you again real soon have a good morning afternoon evening night wherever you are see ya